Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 442, a day late, but here nonetheless, it is 624, which is Saturday, kind of a special report, if you will, the culmination of this week's work, right? We've talked about the truth hurting, we've talked about uh, with reps like these, uh, I've asked you all to wake up. And I've questioned whether or not we suffer from sympathy for the government. Today, I'm going to culminate it with the idea that these are the times. Thomas Paine uh, phrased it as the try men's souls. Some of the uh, more Christian audience might say the end times. For me, well, you're just going to have to come along for the ride. Before we get there, let me remind you the best way to help me, help you, grow the show, get the word out, and mount an effective defense is to like, share, and subscribe to this show. The subscriptions are (laughs) slowly but surely growing, and you know, the followers. Uh, I got to say, I'm really happy with the downloads. Um, That's impressive considering I only have four listeners, but at the end of the day, if we can't get the people in our own neighborhoods, in our own community, in our own county to be interested, to be irritated, to be active, it's going to be all for naught. And uh, again, here we go on with the show. Okay. In case you haven't thought about it, I want you to, I want you to put something in the back of your mind right now in the uh, revolutionary war. One of the arguments was, is there can be no taxation without representation. Now, whether or not you think that's appropriate now or real now or, or whatever else you want to call it, let's set that aside for a moment and let's look at just the idea that we go through a show every two years uh, at the state and national level, the federal level, to elect our representatives, the people that are supposed to go there and work for us, the people that are there because we can't all go there. Now, I happen to live in Congressional District 3. I happen to live in Senate District 8 for the Texas House, and I happen to live in House District 61. So, I don't know where you live. I don't know that your representation is the same as mine, but I can assure you that almost all of you out there, whether you have an R or D after your name, or whether you're progressive or quite frankly, libertarian, all look at what's going on and question whether or not anybody actually represents you. Well, the answer is they don't actually represent you. They're supposed to represent the community. Right. So if you're in a congressional district, your congressional person is supposed to represent the strongest element of, you know, of group present. Now, when you run a winner take all right, 50 plus one is 50 percent plus one is adequate to determine who your representative is. That means it can run the gamut from being somebody that somewhat aligns with you that maybe more aligns with the community as a whole or is an extreme individual one way or the other. 
Unfortunately, what we find is if you're a Republican, more often than not, our representatives uh, either are an amalgam, right? They, they represent the middling middle uh, because they live under this assumption that they have to kowtow to the people that would never support them anyway, or quite frankly, they just sell us out. They go down there and in Texas, at least, and they go to work for the speaker or the lieutenant governor or the governor. They promptly forget who they represent. Now, fortunately, and again, this is my opinion, and and I feel like every once in a while I need to restate this for the record. Everything on my show is my opinion. It's based upon facts. It's based upon readily available information. Occasionally, I'll maybe have information that's not readily available, but it's not hard to find. And I base my opinion on my education, interactions, and uh, quite frankly, experiences. That does mean on occasion I get something wrong. I haven't really been called out on that just yet, but for the purposes of discussion and where we're going next, let me just say that I'm actually quite happy with my congressional representative. For those of you who don't know, CD3 in Texas is Representative Keith Self. Now, in my opinion, I would do something different on a couple of things if I were the representative, but I'm not. Uh, Retired Colonel Keith Self is. Retired County Judge Keith Self is. And all the things that really mattered this time around, this this, uh, congressional session, he has done the right thing. He was one of the 20 that stood up against the new Speaker of the House. He was one of the guys that said, this budget debt deal is a bad deal. He's one of the guys that is trying to talk people out of making stupid mistakes with Ukraine. Those are the three most important things that our congressional elected officials can be involved in. Now, I understand there's a number of other people that think maybe they can do a better job or that maybe uh, they should run. And by all means, it is a good thing when every elected official has an opponent, whether it's from their own party or the opposition party. But know this, there is but maybe one or two individuals out there that I would think would be substantially better in representing my views than Keith Self. The only problem is, is the chances of them winning are slim to none. Keith Self has proven himself solid. So while this is not an endorsement, it's merely acknowledgement that I'm quite satisfied with my representation in Congress for my congressional district. Now, the rest of the Congress, with the exception of maybe Thomas Massey and one or two others, is a mess, a giant disappointment. But again, that is the nature of the beast. That is what we're often stuck with. So I'm not really sure what the expectation is when we uh, continue to, you know, support people that clearly have no intention of doing what we need them to do. What does that mean? Well, that means that we now shift, if you will, to our state representatives. Now, again, once again, um, I am I am quite satisfied with what I'm getting out of the Senate. I, I I don't I didn't have time to break down and pick out, but by and large, 
You can say what you want, but Angela Paxton is usually on the right side of the equation. And I don't know if I'd peg it at 55% or 85%. I don't know. I'd have to go review. But she's solid. She does what we need. You know, she'll probably have a primary opponent. And honestly, I don't see that as a bad thing. I think she's done a good enough job and she represents the people in Collin and Delta and Hunts County well enough that they'll reelect her. But that doesn't mean that somebody shouldn't consider if they think they can do better. That's just not me and I don't recommend it. But hey, <laughs> you're going to do what you want to do. But the real, real problem we have for lack of representation are the people that should be closest to the people, closest to the people they represent. And we look at our representatives in Collin County that go to the Texas House. Now, I know there's been a number of scorecards and report cards and breakdowns, and they've rated them all, this, that, and the other thing. But I'm sorry if 63% is supposed to be great, which, and honestly, it's two-thirds, right? So two-thirds of the time they did the right thing? I mean, where I come from, 63% is a D. It's a D minus. So I'm not really sure how we're supposed to be enthusiastic about that, but that's what we got. And all of those districts were redrawn, so we should be able to get stronger and better representatives, but here's where it gets dicey. You're going to need an enormous amount of money and a candidate with a lot of time and some name recognition to properly run a campaign to unseat any of these state reps. Now, you, we all know their names, right? If we start with uh, 61, that's my guy, Frederick Frazier. You go over to 67, that's Matt Shaheen. Go to 67, that's Jeff Leach, which, for whatever it's worth, gets the most amount of hate, but apparently scored just as well as the representative in 89, which would be Candy Noble. And then there's Mahala Plesha in 70, our lone Democrat representative, and you want to thank those four for that. And then, of course, there's Justin Holland at covers the little base problem or base part of Collin County who quite frankly made it be known very recently that he has no respect and no interest of doing anything that we want him to do because we're uneducated and not worth his time. And then of course there's Jared Patterson who has a little sliver of Collin County on the West side as well as Denton County. And he has much the same thing. And what's very interesting to me between Leach Patterson and Holland they can be openly dismissive of the very people that kept them in office. Now, Representative Leach had two extremely close um, re-election campaigns where Collin County came together, put aside the differences that we've had, and worked overtime to get the guy elected. So his reward was he got to redraw his district in a way that he really doesn't have to try now when running against a Democrat. And... Being that he knows he doesn't really have to try now, he's decided to not really try to represent his people either. And while we're at it, the same could likely be said fairly of Candy Noble, Justin Holland, and Frederick Frazier. And there's multiple ratings out there. There's, you know, multiple report cards, scorecards, whatever you want to call them. And if we're fair, 63% which I think was the average, 63% is still a D. So we're supposed to be happy with that. We're supposed to settle for that. We have these 
red districts that got a 10, 12 point swing and the best we can do is a D. Again, they don't represent us. I'm not sure who they're representing. They could argue they're representing the district as a whole and maybe that's a fair response. I don't believe it. They should be working for the people that actually put them there. They should be working to protect and build on what they have already in that community. But I think what they're really more worried about is getting the money from Data Phelan. That's not something that excites me, and I don't know that it should excite you either. And what's really sad is they none of our representatives and a few of our senators don't even seem interested in defending the people that sent them to office. They don't feel interested in defending their party. They don't feel interested in representing the principles that they say they supported to run. They don't don't feel like they should even defend their actions to get the priorities addressed. Indeed, I think we've got uh, two or three priorities past this entire session, and then they went nuke the calendar. Not sure what that's all about. And, And then there's this stupid little infight going on between the lieutenant governor, the governor, and the Speaker of the House, all the while we're tanking the Attorney General. Yeah, that's a real positive outcome for the state of Texas there, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that's what's best. Again, no defense. No defense of what's Texas. And when I'm talking about no defense, let's also talk about the fact that they don't defend the border. They don't defend the state from the abuse of the feds. They don't do anything to assure us that they have the best interest of Texas in mind. Even if they were to say, well, we're concerned about all of Texas. We're going to be a little more milk toast, but we want Texas first. We want what's best for Texas. They won't even do that. There is zero defense for what they're doing, which leads to the conclusion that they're really not an opposition party in D.C., where one branch is nominally led by Republicans, certainly not conservatives, but nominally led by the Republicans. They have done little to nothing to slow down or stop. They control the purse in D.C. and they've done nothing to shut off the money. Now, you can say that the previous president uh, spent money like sailors out on leave that were drunk. And I would say that is absolutely true. However, the guy that's currently there um, is also on speed, crack, and meth in that equation, in that metaphor. And nobody says anything or does anything about it. Between him and the brain-dead senator from Pennsylvania, I don't really feel like (laughs) that's an adequate representation for anybody. If you were in Pennsylvania, even if you want a Democrat, would you not want a Democrat that can put a sentence together? I'm just saying. In Texas, we expect our our state representatives, our state senators, our statewide elected officials, I mean, even the school board and municipal elected officials, they can all have adult conversations and follow through on thoughts. Now, occasionally you, you get muddled up, you get interrupted, you have to reset. Okay, I get all that, but I don't need a couple dozen Joe Bidens or the equivalent thereof running around the state of Texas mucking things up worse, much less having somebody drunk when they're supposed to be doing the job of serving we the people. But apparently that's all okay. The opposition party is not an opposition. They're an opposition to us. So not only will they not defend us, they oppose us. They actively work against us. And you saw that this last week 
when you saw those posts saying, well, we don't need you. We don't need the, we don't need the county parties. We don't need the state parties. We don't need the activists. We don't need support from anybody. We've got enough money. We'll just win without you. Well, what exactly are they winning and what are they doing? Because the last time I looked, Collin County, Hunt County, Rockwell County, Denton County, were all quite Republican in nature. And these guys are pretending to run as Republicans. And if they pee on the people that are supposed to get them reelected, sorry, just best analogy I could use, they continue to upset them, ignore them, and make them feel as if they're unnecessary. Are they depending on Democrats to vote for them? Is that what they really think is going to happen? I mean, if I was a member of the Democrat Party, which I am not, if I supported Democrat policies, which I absolutely do not, I would be happy to run as a moderate Democrat in any of these seats and just say, hey, look, I know your state rep hates you. He doesn't want to listen to you. He's not going to give you anything that is really, truly dear to you. But here's what I'll do. As a Democrat, you say you're concerned about these two or three things. Okay, fine. I'm going to give you those. Those are things that I'm just going to agree that I'll do what I disagree with. But I'm going to do all these other things that are, you know, Democrat stuff. And and, and I'm moderate, so I'm not going to give them all the crazy stuff. But most of the time, I'm going to agree with the Democrats. But on these three or four things that are super important to you that your state representatives already told you, he doesn't care, doesn't think it's worth his time, and quite frankly, doesn't want to defend you, and he actively opposes you. I'll give you those three things. All you got to do is vote for me. Put me in office. We'll we'll send that guy packing. We'll retire him. And, and give me a term or two. I'll get you your three, four things that are most important to you. But then the compromise is, is I'm going to do these other things that maybe you're not super cool with. I mean, if, if I were a Democrat, that's exactly how I would run. I would make it known to to every every I'm sorry to every constituent of these elected officials. Your elected official basically said he sees you as garbage. I don't. I think in some ways this is how Mahalo was able to win in '70. She went to the veterans and say, "Hey, look, you guys got a raw deal. They're not taking care of you. They're not doing what's good for you." Now the Republicans they talk a good game, and some of them are even veterans, but they're they're not really delivering the goods. But but I'm willing to do that. I, I'm willing to give you these things. I think you've earned them. I think I think it's something that you're owed by your community because you went and served. I mean, that's a smart tactic. I applaud her for pulling that off. Now, whether or not she's going to actually do it or has done it adequately, I can't know. I don't know. Uh, I can look into it if I was really interested, and I'm not. As general principle, as a Democrat, I wouldn't want her reelected anyway. But she, as far as I can tell, she hasn't been crazy awful. And she hasn't been telling her constituents that uh, they're AWOL, they're uneducated, and we don't need you. I'm just saying. I mean, as a Republican, if you're out there, you need to be really considering what are our options. They won't defend us. They openly oppose us, and we're stuck with these guys, and we're going to all rally in November to get Team R across the finish line Well, they're going to promptly turn on us and stab us in the back. And yet we do it over and over and over again. I don't know why we continue to do that and think we're going to get a different result. Now, personally, I know Matt Shaheen. I like Matt Shaheen. Matt Shaheen used to be a rock star. Matt Shaheen is still the best of the lot, but I'm thinking maybe 
he's past his uh, due time. Maybe he needs to retire. He's not got, got enough starch in those uh, shirts anymore. I, I don't know. Just a personal thought. And, and I wish he would have, you know, come out swashbuckling. I wish he would have been a little more aggressive and standing for the right things openly. But in fairness, he's actually been to some of the school board meetings. In fairness, he's actually talking to his constituents still. In fairness, he didn't he wasn't one of the ones that was bad mouthing his the very constituents that got him reelected. And once again, he had two extremely tough reelection battles against Democrats in their old districts. So when he re- rewrote the districts just like Representative Leach, he ni- created himself a great big cushion of 10 to 12 points. But now the only way that, the only way he's ever going to see a retirement, which I don't know if he deserves it at this point, but I'm just saying, follow along here, folks. Uh, he's going to have to get primaried, and I don't know that we have somebody that's better that's willing to primary him. Now, truth be told, I'm in no rush to retire Matt Sheen. I'm sure there's lots of people out there talking about it and thinking this is what we need to do, and there'll probably be one or two opponents in the primary. You know what? I still think it's a good thing. I think every one of them should have a primary opponent every time. It keeps them on their toes. It makes them re-promise to do the right thing, even though they won't. Not specifically pointing that at Matt Sheen, but just as a point of reference, Jared Patterson, the same thing, right? He's been better than most. But for somebody to be dismissive of and then dismiss the very party in Denton County that's trying to function when they have a disruptive poser chairman who is basically a Democrat in Republican clothing who gives money and supports Democrat candidates. Um, Yeah, I think Jared's mistaken. I really think he is. But again, that's not my fight, not my battle. I know a few folks out there in Denton County that are well aware of what's going on, and I'm curious as to what they're going to do about it. They lost control of the very party that they belong to. Now, in Collin County, we don't have that problem. In Collin County, we're pretty tight. And even the things we disagree on, it's a level of degrees. And I'm very happy and grateful for that. And no, I don't agree with everybody in the party, and they don't agree with me on everything. And that's fine. We have the tent. We have the idea that you can have a difference of opinion and still value liberty and still generally want to conserve the good things and protect the things that are worthy of protection. That's all good. We do that. But then to have our state reps dismiss us, to have our state reps say we're not worthy of their attention, when we're the guys that get them reelected, yeah, now they got Phelan's money. Maybe they got $2 million, maybe they got $5 million. But what are they going to do when we just sit home? Right? I floated the idea or the concept that we just focus all of our energies to primary one of them. And if by some reason they win the primary, we'll sit home in the general. Now, I know that's anathema, and I know that could probably get me in trouble with the party, but we're just talking here. We're having a conversation. What are the consequences? How else are we going to rein in rogue elected officials if you can't make them unelected officials? Which is worse, losing a seat temporarily because somebody that pretends to be one of us is busy undermining and destroying the things we stand for? I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Of course, this could be part of the greater move to flip Texas, right? If we if we just irritate our voters long enough and hard enough, they'll eventually give up and stay home. We'll demoralize them to the point that they just don't care anymore. Or they don't want to fight. 
that they won't protect what's important to them. We can just continue to wear them out and demoralize them till the party will successfully cede the territory and give it over to the Democrats, flip the state. I often wonder if that's what's the bigger play here. I don't see any rhyme or reason why some of the things that are going on are going on. And I certainly don't understand why people that were stalwarts eight years ago are now milk toast at best. I don't understand why we're mm, purging the people that fight for the important things for their mistakes when the people that make the very same mistakes have nothing said about them. There's no consequences for what they do. It's just a different shade. Whose whose friend are you? Who do you know? And again, the two-tiered justice system, (laughs) again, how is it that somebody gets thrown in prison for three years for doing the exact same thing that somebody else gets a slap on the wrist for? Don't understand, but it happens all the time. How is it that certain connected officials never, ever have a consequence for the things they do that are far worse than anything I've ever done? Yet, if I were to cross the line at just one point, (laughs) I would likely, case in point, all those folks that showed up for January 6th, most of them did nothing. They're being held on the charge of trespassing. Really? For a couple of years? In solitary confinement? Really? But you can sell secrets. You can be a trader. You can sleep with a Chinese spy. You can sell out your country. You can take bribes from foreign nationals. You can do all these things and nobody cares. Ho-hum, nothing to see here. Move along, citizen. But you dared to question the outcome of a rigged election and your persona non grata, your enemy number one, and we're going to come after you. Well, listen. The only solace I have in this is the whole event that took place in D.C., whether it was God protecting me or whatever, uh, not that I had the money that I would blow on a trip to DC, but I said right off, yeah, you don't want to be there. That's a mistake. And it smells. It just did. Now, a lot of people went there. They, they, they made a statement. It was a good thing that they made a statement, but a whole lot of them are now being targeted, undermined and arrested and having their lives ruined for doing nothing more than showing up at a protest. Meanwhile, you have people burning down cities, uh, attacking police stations, attacking businesses, uh, creating other random acts of violence and mayhem. They're walking free. In fact, the current sitting vice president or vice resident raised money for them for their bail so that they get back out and create more mayhem. And that's all perfectly fine and legit. Nothing to see here, folks. How does that work? And we, the people, we accept it. We do nothing. And I want to say that it really boils down to is they've actually been quite successful in demoralizing us. Maybe not to the full level that we're ready to give up and walk away, but just enough that we don't have near enough fight in us left anymore. We're not willing to push back anymore because we're just worn out. We're tired. And I know that a whole lot of us, we have regular jobs. We have families to look after. We have children to raise or we have raised our children. And we've been working our tails off to keep things working, to keep the balls in the air, if you will, because we're juggling our lives. And the people that are working against us really don't have those responsibilities. 
or they're taken care of by somebody's sugar daddy, which again, I'm not sure how that works. But why is it that the very people that should care the most about America are the ones that are working most feverishly to undermine us? They're putting in the most effort to making us part of the one world conglomeration. Yeah, you could say what you want, say it's conspiracy, whatever. But they're quite open about it right now. They're they're telling you what they expect to do and what they want to do, and they're <laughs> just waiting for us to react. The only problem is, I don't think that when we react, it's going to work out too favorably for us because they've rotted out enough institutions. They've put the people that are supposed to be on our team on the opposite team through a series of events that maybe don't even need to be explored. We just know that the people that are supposed to be on our team don't want us and they're selling us out. So I'm going to take the next week. We're going to talk about different things we can do to push back, different things and different actions we can take. Some very, very simple and some just building blocks to bigger and better things. Take the rest of the weekend, you know, Hug your spouse, love your kids, enjoy a little downtime, maybe go to church, (laughs) Uh, say a couple prayers for the country and for your family, and let's hit the ground running on Monday. Until then, I'll see you on the other side.